Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code tapthecraft2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 11 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How you doing tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Denny, it has been probably hmm. the week of all weeks to oh. actually call this week 2020. Um, okay. If this week... If I could, if I could kind of title this week, I would have set this week on fire. On fire, meaning, and not in a good way. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, I was trying to. I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was going down the bad road, but maybe it's mm-hmm. turning turn a, a, a U-turn and making it good. But I guess not. This, uh, I'll tell you what. This week, without usually without using a ton of profanity, this week can go blank itself. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Um, but other than that, man, I'm doing really good. Jason Fraley, I see you on there, buddy. It's a good buddy of mine from high school. Oh. Um, I, and tonight I am drinking a beer from locally here in Tampa called Dead Awake. Ooh. There you go. That's showing up pretty good. Yeah. From the folks over at Magnanimous, Magnanimous. over in Tampa. Um, and it is an imperial milk stout with coffee and vanilla. Mm. And it's a little on the sweet side, but man, mm. is it good. Okay. It really is good. Um, I think the imperial side, uh, the imperial side, definitely made it a little sweet. It's a little on the thick side too, uh, but you know what? I'm still gonna drink it. It was a gift. Oh, well, it you hate. Gift. it was a gift from Megan. Oh, so uh, her and her and our friend Tina went and had a girls' night, and they went over to Magnanimous a few days ago, and and uh, got me. They brought me back beer. You know, you've got a great wife because mm-hmm. she always brings you back gifts when they go out on girls' nights or yeah. girls' trips. Girls' trips, girls' mm-hmm. nights. They should do more of them, and then I probably get more yeah. presents. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Denny? What's uh, what's in your glass tonight, and how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm actually feeling pretty good. I was a little tired before we got on, but you know what? We're going live, so I have to bring my uh, my A game. So yeah, doing uh, it live. Yeah, but but this is this is this is my my mood kind of like i'm in midnight let's see mm-hmm. constant midnight right dark mm-hmm. cloud over my head uh, but this is from pelican brewing and i haven't had this beer i haven't even taken a sip yet i just bought a six pack of this and i thought i'd break it open have my first one on air live uh it's a it's a cocoa porter six percent alcohol by volume 30 ibus so let me take a sip and see if this thing is uh it smells smells uh Chocolatey and portery. What mm. does 
What does a porter smell like, Denny? It smells. <clears throat> I don't. It smells kind of like. A, I don't know. It's. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's not quite a stout where you're going to get that dark roasty notes. It's a little more than toasty than what you get from a brown ale, but it's kind of like in between that, right? It's like a it's like a extra toasted um, maltiness. Uh, this one, I think, it smells like that toasty notes with mm -hmm. uh, with some cocoa in there. It definitely has a, a lot of cocoa in there. Okay, but um, I'm also kind of getting a little bit of something else in there too. It's like almost metallic-y, but it might be it might... that taco salad I just got done eating. Well, either that or it might still be a little warm. <laughs> I mean, a little warmer, a little cold. Well, the, no, no, the beer. The beer might be a little too. I'm sorry. The beer might be a little too cold. Cold, yeah. yeah. So I, so I'll take another sip and see how it tastes. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, uh, Jim Kudzall, Eric Brendel, good to see you guys on here this evening. Um, but yeah, you have to let me know how that goes after it starts to warm up a little bit. So the second taste is better. I think it was just initial okay. the initial taste. I must have still had some taco salad in my in my palate <laughs> there, and it uh, it didn't like the uh, cocoa the cocoa ness. But yeah, it's now it's it's uh, tasting more chocolatey and uh, uh, and lighter. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so, new word of the night: hashtag cocoa ness. Cocoa ness. Cocoa ness. That's right. All right. Well, hey, we got a bunch of people that are watching us live, so let's go ahead and get started with the show. But in case you are new, in fact, new listening and watching us on Facebook right now, uh, Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. <clears throat> As oh, I yeah, me choke too. Up. <clears throat> me too. Yeah, this, this beer's a this beer's a little uh, wolf. A little thick, uh, yeah. All right, and you're listening so, to episode. Oh, go ahead, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. So I was, I'll be clearing my throat a little bit more than usual. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking that uh, drinking the beer and then having, uh, you know, sour cream and and some uh, salsa and, and avocado and stuff, probably not a good idea to yeah have all that phlegm in there because I might be choking up a little bit. But we'll, we'll continue right. we'll, on. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but you're listening to episode 167. We're recording on Monday, December 14th. 2020. In this episode, we're going to discuss the difference between a Christmas ale and a winter warmer style beer. Might be a trick question, but we'll find out. <laughs> and we're going to also add a couple more holiday recipes. We liked cooking with beer, and I thought you guys might like a couple easier recipes that you might be able to just dish up in a, in a couple hours and enjoy uh, this holiday season. So we'll do that using Christmas ales. That's the theme of this show, Christmas ales. Of course, you can always count on some great beer conversation uh, from Chris and I. And we're going to get started today. Now, Jim might get a little bit, uh, you know, he's listening live right now. Yeah. Um, but now is our session where I always love hearing from our listeners and hearing their voice by them leaving voicemails. And our buddy Jim Kutzel and his lovely wife, Tara Carlson, they both left us some love, uh, at, you know, after last show. So Jim left it. <clears throat> Left it in voicemail form. So we'll go ahead and start Jim's three voicemails here. So okay. <laughs> sit back, grab the That's... beer, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Jim Kudzal here. Uh, it's been a while, I guess, since I called last. 
Um, and uh, in my glass, if you're interested, is a uh, 2020 version of uh, the Sierra Nevada celebration. Um, I like this. I buy it every year. Actually, my brother and I, we probably pick up a couple cases every year and uh, uh, drink it this time. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's a great beer. Uh, by the way, Tara and I, we were listening to you uh, uh, live when you were doing your uh, recording for the last episode. Um, we appreciate the uh, behind-the-scenes goings-on. Um, uh, I guess since we were actually on the show before, we, we kind of know how the sausage is made in that respect. And I hope that was a treat, and I hope you can do it again. Maybe you could even make that a regular feature. I like it. <laughs> our ears were burning when uh, you were mentioning our name. Uh, you talked about going up to Allagash in Maine. And uh, we've been there before. It's a great brewery. It's a great tour. Um, a lot of other breweries up there in Portland. One, th one thing I... Uh, one thing I liked about Allegash, I don't know if this is still the, the, the same as uh, the way it was before, but uh, if you go to the bar, if you go to the in the tasting room and you go to the bar, you can get their standard sampler uh, flight, and it costs $6. Which is a good price. If you go on the tour, the tour is $5. You get the same sampler. <laughs> Actually, it's like they pay you a dollar to take the tour. <laughs> is uh, a tour that bad? I highly re oh, uh, recommend taking the tour. It's a great tour. Yeah. Uh, and I'm whenever this COVID stuff is over, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to to go with you guys up there. Uh, for sure, that would be a real treat for us. And uh, me too. A little bit of news here. Uh, Tara and I recently celebrated our 33rd wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And I, get, I have to admit, I get married late. I was 35. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe that's not, that's not that late these days, but back then, uh, that was kind of late. Okay, that's the end of the first one. Okay. Well, before you get into the second one. Yeah. And uh, comments that came in, Jeff Seiler loved the Sierra Nevada celebration. Mm -hmm. um, Jim actually said, glad you guys are going live again. Um, <laughs> but now so he's turning it off because we're. Okay. Uh... <laughs> or whatever he's doing. So, so I guess on to the second one. All right. Here's the follow up. Of course, as my phone turns off. Well, this is Jim again, part two. <laughs> um, we were talking about my uh, uh, 33rd uh, wedding anniversary. And uh, uh, I think I mentioned I was 35 at the time, so you can do the math to see where I am today. Uh, of course, Terry was way, way much, much younger than I was at the time. Um, he still is. Uh, I think these days, uh, the kids, and I consider kids anybody under 30, uh, any, anybody under 50. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, they're getting married, married much later than, uh, you know, back in my day. But, uh, uh, in fact, my children, my immediate children, I don't think they seem at all interested in getting married uh, at the moment. Uh, now, to help us celebrate our uh, anniversary, my friend Marty... He gave us some beer from a brewery in North Carolina called the Weeping Radish. And um, currently they're in uh, Grand, what is it, Grandy, North Carolina. They were in a different place uh, way back when. But uh, uh, Turner and I actually visited this brewery on our honeymoon. At that time, they were in a, in, on Manio Island. Um, that was in the Outer Banks of uh, That North dog Carolina. is angry. <laughs> My if anyone's dog. interested, I posted a picture on uh, the uh, uh, Tap the Crap Facebook page of us. Uh, uh, our wedding pictures there, mm-hmm. actually, one of our wedding pictures, along with the beer. Um well, they were in a different location back then. They were on uh, Manio Island. But uh, uh, good beer. I think I rated it was a three point seven five at the time. Uh, they still follow the uh, the German Bavarian purity law. No additions on any of their beer. Wow. Uh, For thirty three years. Back here in Maryland, uh, just yeah, you know, we, we were looking forward to, to going out and visiting more breweries. But uh, back here in Maryland, things are, are I guess, are starting to, to clamp down again. Uh, so we're not going out as much as we'd like to. Our, our check-ins are down. Um, Don't blame COVID for your low check-ins. <laughs> All right, that's into number two. All right, before you get into that one, Joey, Eric Gronley, Bill Worley, Matt Helmer. Hello, everybody. Glad to see you guys checking in with us. Yeah, don't yeah. don't let COVID ruin your check-ins, Jim. That's that's a poor excuse, sir. I expect more of you. Yeah, you can still <laughs> drink at home, but although yeah. he he's going to talk about it in his last voicemail that he's probably drinking at home. That's why he's not going out. Uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah. That's fair. All right. So last one from Jim. Talks about a little homebrewing in this one. Mm-hmm. Jim again, part three. <laughs> that's right. I, the last part. <laughs> um, I think I was saying in Maryland, uh, they're clamping down again, not going out as much. So uh, our check-ins are down. But uh, I think, uh, you know, hopefully in the spring, Things will pick up again. We'll see. Um, it is very disappointing, though. Um, but on the home front, uh, I'm getting ready to keg a uh, Belgian quad. Mm. Uh, it's been fermenting for four months. <laughs> four months. Tara, <laughs> um, Tara said, this is why I married Jim, so he can't drunk dial me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also getting ready to, to brew a uh, brown ale. Nice. Um, in a couple of days, so I've got some painting I, I need to do downstairs first, but uh, once that is done, then uh, I'm 
I'm going to commence with that uh, brewing the, the brown ale. Um, and one, I guess one final thought, my daughter Haven, who some of you already know, she's moved back in with us temporarily. Uh, she's a government employee, federal government employee. She works for NASA. Mm-hmm. And she has an apartment in Baltimore City. However, uh, she doesn't like being alone all the time, so uh, she decided to move back in with us so that she has human contact. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad to have her here um, uh, because of the whole COVID uh, restrictions. Uh, and uh, actually, she brewed up a batch of uh, uh, apple cider that we're ready to keg in a, in a couple of days. So uh, as soon as she gets back. So anyway, keep up the good work. Um, we enjoy the uh, the program and um, looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for no, listening. I... Oh, well. I hope I didn't kill it. And cheers. Oh, and cheers. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jim. <clears throat> well, a lot of uh, good information in there. For one thing, I can appreciate when a tour ends with a beer flight that's included in the tour price and so it's cheaper okay i did read that right the, yeah, so the flight a, was six bucks but if you take the tour the <laughs> flight is five bucks the tour costs five dollars and you get a flight at the end of the tour i mean that's a hey that's a good deal right <laughs> why you know what good I, I mean i'll good. take the tour twice so i get twice yeah. the twice the uh, samples but yeah that's like i mean for one thing you can't go wrong there and it's even a good tour he says so i love a good brewery tour and i love when the tour ends with with beer so that's good all right so jeff seiler chimed in and said the weeping radish is north carolina's first craft brewery they are oh. amazing yeah and, it, and that's the other thing it's amazing that 33 plus years that they've been operating that brewery, they've been following the same purity rule laws that, that German, that mm-hmm. the German uh, breweries follow in America, especially right. now when everyone is all about the big hazy IPAs and the, the pastry stouts and the milkshake IPAs and all this other stuff that adds all these adjuncts. Uh, and they're still putting out beer that just tastes like good old-fashioned beer oh and he said you can drink more on the tour also <laughs> hey i'm all about you know allagash i can't wait i can't wait yeah. we need to we yeah. need to get up there so oh boy okay so that's that's the other thing and then i uh again can we i've already uh congratulated uh tara and, and jim on their anniversary that's great 33 years is fantastic yeah. uh, sarah and i are getting ready and cheers to that guys yeah cheer, yeah i'll raise my glass to that cheers <clears throat> And uh, Andel just signed on. Oh so wow! Hi, Andel, and saying hi. Yeah. Um, Josh, Josh said it's uh, it's been weird drinking at home the past few months that he's missed his uh, bar crawl trips to the different bars around the the Youngstown, Ohio area. Oh. And yes, Josh, a milkshake IPA sounds good. NGL. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, it might be a good gateway for you yeah. into the beer world. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of mixed on the milkshake IPAs. I keep trying them, uh, but I'm I, I'm kind of 
not enjoying them as much as I thought I might enjoy them. So are you getting lactose out? Yeah, it's the lactose. I think it's just too much. And I've had a couple lately that is just reassuring me that I'm just not into those lactose heavy IPAs. I just, <clears throat> I'm just not digging it as much. I I'm with you. I, I, I had a, um, I had a, a, a milkshake style IPA a couple of days ago and as soon as as soon as we heard that from Joel the other day, he's like, "It's that. It's like that sucralose, like Sac- that, that. No, saccharin. S- saccharin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that saccharin, that artificial sweetener flavor. Mm-hmm. Now I taste it. Yeah, yeah. It's de- it's definitely present. I I just had a beer last night. I won't. Min- you can go look on my Untapped if you want to find out what I rated it. I rated it very low, and I don't rate beers oh. very low. And this was almost a. Uh, a pour, drain pour. And I've only drain oh. poured one beer in my entire life. Um, I, you know, I can drink almost everything. I drank this beer, but it was very difficult. It literally tasted like I was, it smelt like, you know how you, you, you go and you get a vinyl shower curtain and you open the bag and you pull it out <laughs> and it yeah. smells like that vinyl, oh. new vinyl smell. That's what it smelled like. And it's like a Band-Aid almost. Like a Band-Aid, but but like a vinyl bandaid, yeah, like a vinyl bandaid, yeah. and it was, and it smelled like that. Well, guess what? You drink it, and it tasted very much like that too. And it had a lot of lactose, like lactose in it, and it had like a a brownie mix in there. And it tasted, <clears throat> it was like chemically bitter, and uh, with a with a flavor and taste of of vinyl, like a vinyl shower curtain. It was just mm. nasty. So. This came. This came from locally. For it's you a local too. beer. Yeah, it's a local yeah. beer, and and uh, it's. I mean, I I don't know. I'm kind of probably just going to steer away from that brewery for a while, just because I. It's not the first one I've had that I've been disappointed like that. So, oh well. I I love Jeff Seiler's comment on it. So you're you're. I'm not going to read the brewery or anything. Big lactose and dry brownie mix aroma that comes across like a new vinyl shower curtain. By the way. <laughs> Megan loves that smell. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Not in a beer, but just the smell in general. Honestly, it doesn't ease up in the flavor. Reminds me of Bitrix additive yeah, used children it, from yeah. ingesting poisonous liquids. Yeah. I wouldn't have released this beer. Um, and usually, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, John, if you're hearing this, you know, a couple weeks after we release this, correct me if I'm wrong, but that vinyl band-aid uh, smell and flavor is normally an off flavor developed in the brewing process. It, it is it is an off flavor, but I think in this case, it's just a combination of the materials they use. Right? They yeah. literally used brownie mix. They said it, that that's what it was made with, and they put lactose in there, and they put cacao. It put a bunch of different things in there too, mm-hmm. and I think all that just kind of came across and just gave off this weird fake aroma. Uh, that I did and taste that I didn't like. And Bitrix is exactly what I felt like that Bitrix bitterness that you get when you, you know, it's just, it was just like an, an, a chemically bitter um, character. So, yeah, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that, on that beer. Just, oh, lactose. We were talking about lactose. Oh, lactose. So, yeah. yeah. So, again, a beer that had a lot of lactose in it that I wasn't <clears throat> feeling it. Uh, Amanda Argauer just signed on with us too. Oh, hi. I'm hi. sure Kevin's right there next to yeah, you. Yeah, um, hi guys. Um, but Denny, your the comments that you got on this beer they they've been freaking great. Now one <laughs> one of your friends, Nate, he said, "Good to know creativity can be too much sometimes with beer." Um, 
and then Jeff Seiler, vinyl shower curtain. <laughs> Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> Sounds awful. You're pretty tough to power through, power through on it. Cheers to you. Uh, Rick said, I couldn't agree more with your last sentence. Tara Carlson, <laughs> I'm amazed at what you managed to drink. Yeah, I did it. I drank the whole thing. And then I then I quickly went and grabbed an IPA and, and rinsed my mouth out. Uh, <laughs> now, Use an IPA to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. And then the uh, last thing was the, the brewing beer. I'm glad that Jim is still brewing beer, especially during the COVID time. And fermenting a quad for four months. I didn't realize that that quad took that long to ferment, but it makes sense, right? You, you need to get as much of those sugars fermented as possible. But four months seems like a long time. I don't know if that, I've, I've never, I mean, we, John and I brewed a, a Belgian dark strong now and it didn't take four months to, to brew that one out. And it, and it, it didn't, it didn't full, we did have a little too much sugar in there where the yeast kind of ran out of steam and it, it did come out a little bit sweeter than we wanted up front. But mm-hmm. um, over time, that's it. Kind of like it kind of mellowed out as it aged, and I think even at four, like three or four years later, it's it was a really good beer. Yeah. Um, he said four months, right? Yeah, not four, four months. weeks. Yeah, four months. That's a long that's time to, to ferment a beer. That that's a long time. But it, it must be a big, uh, a you know, it's going to be a big quad, and he's going to be sipping on that thing. Him and Tara. He'll be he'll be drunk uh, dialing us some more. He's gonna be drunk now. dialing you in the house, Tara. <laughs> hey, Tara, uh, Jim. So, so, all right. Well, Part hey, two. I just want to say thank you, Jim, for uh, for leaving us a voicemail. Leave us three voicemails because we do appreciate it, and we I we love hearing you, hearing all the good things to say, and and uh, uh, yeah, please keep doing it. And if if yeah. you would like to be like Jim. And leave us a voicemail. You can do that very easily. Just call us at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY if it's easier for you to remember. And just leave your uh, comments, questions, and and uh, feedback. Any uh, any other uh, things on the uh, comments there? But while I'm in here, Kevin Argauer did make his way on here. Liz Blanchfield, good to see you. I believe you're checking in from Vermont, if I remember correctly. That's where you're living. Um, Jim said, uh, most of that is just aging 10% ABV. That's okay. a hearty, hearty beer. Okay. Uh, for that. Okay, good. I got everything back. Okay. Yes. That's what I was looking to do. So I was trying to, since I've Denny, since I've got this like giant screen in front of me, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm going to do a split screen on this, uh, on this screen. So it's basically like me having three monitors. Okay, it looks like you're getting a sunburn from all that, uh, all those. No, that was me fishing on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Well, good. Well, um, let's get let's let's thank some of our uh, our listeners here. This episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters, like Mike Allen, who is on on live with us, uh, and Willem Schlimmer, who are both our virtual producers. We've got Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamassa, and Mark Church, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer and even being a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. And we also uh, just think we just started another way of if you guys just want to support us in a more passive way without actually spending any money to us. Uh, if you're doing shopping on Amazon, 
and uh, and you're going to buy some stuff. We have a, a link on our uh, on our homepage, uh, a little banner ad that if you just click that, it takes you to Amazon, and you just buy your stuff like you normally would. You're not going to pay any more. You're going to get the same Amazon price, but a small percentage of that purchase will go into uh, into our affiliate account, and that can help support us also if you just want to you know do that. Uh, we welcome it. I think some some people have already been using it. Um, we really appreciate it. We don't, and, and all, the other thing is we have no way of knowing who buys what. So don't worry about any, you know, any uh, privacy issues. There's no, we don't know. All we see is, is the products uh, and the amounts uh, that the product, or the, uh, the products and, and then when they get shipped and then we see a, a percentage of, right. of what the amount we get. And it's literally pennies, pennies, but those pennies add up. And before you know it, we, you know, we have 10, 10 bucks a month that we can use to, to help uh, make the show better. Yeah. All right. You know what? We've got more feedback this time from the lovely Tara Carlson, who wrote us an email. Chris, since I've been uh, chatting away, we want to go ahead and uh, and read her, Tara's uh, email. I certainly can. And this one, uh, <clears throat> this one, I'm very proud of because oh. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a recommendation in there from from something I made a couple of episodes ago. So Terry Carlson wrote us an email. She says, "I've always avoided I've always avoided winter warmers, uh, much as the same as I used to avoid Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. But now, knowing that I could make cookies if I didn't like it, I mm-hmm. decided to branch out. <laughs> yeah." Um, I think Tara, you'd be a good one to pick your brain for for beer related episodes as well, or uh, beer related recipes. Oh, by the way, this twenty two ounce mm-hmm. bottle was eleven percent. Yeah, that's all that's left. I'm sorry, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and she said, I picked up Sierra Nevada Celebration and Bell's Christmas Ale. Hey, I like them. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're not really winter warmers. I think I don't know the difference between winter warmers and Christmas beers. I did pick up Port City Tidings Ale, described as a Belgian-style blonde ale mm. brewed with honey and spices. Yum. But so far, I had those. So far, I reach it around it to open up another celebration. You always got to do a quick reach around for it. <laughs> um, anyway, I wanted to say that I do like the occasionally drifting of the podcast into the culinary arts. I've lived in Maryland my whole life, but it took Chris and Tab the Craft to introduce me to J.O. Spices. We haven't actually cooked any crabs, but the spices are going into shrimp, fish, soup, veggies, and hamburgers. I almost put it in the turkey stuffing at Thanksgiving, mm. but eventually decided to go traditional. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to your house. That's all there is to it. That, that's all there is to it. Uh, thank you for the podcast and the beer education and the occasional cooking tip. Yeah. So there's no surprise that today's topic is brought to you by Tara Carlson because mm-hmm. she asked a question that gets that everyone wants to know. What's the difference between all these holiday ales, these Christmas ales, these winter ales, these winter warmers? Well, guess what? We're going to explain that in our brew buzz segment. So just hold on tight and we're going to get into you know, into the differences and uh, give you some recommendations that uh, that we that we enjoy. I mean, we've, we've, give, we've given some already. But, uh, but we'll give you some more. Now, I want to go ahead and uh, and do a quick little uh, summary from our last show or, or recap. Uh, we did go over a bunch of different recipes. And I, I mentioned there was a couple that I wanted to try right away on the following weekend. Uh, the two I was going to try out were the holiday ale cookies. 
and the beer sangria. Uh, mm. The the beer sangria I was only going to do if I if uh, Lagunitas brown sugar was available. Uh, I think it is available in certain areas, but it's not available in my area right now, at least right now. But if it does come available within the next few weeks, I'm going to pick up a six pack or two, and I'll go ahead and try those those beer sangrias. But I did spend my Sunday last Sunday, or actually Sunday before last, um, making the holiday ale cookies, and I'm gonna, uh. I, and I and I videotaped it, and I just today posted the video on our YouTube channel of uh, of me going through the process. Of of uh, of making the cookies, uh, and so it's about thirteen and a half minutes. Um, I did speed up some of the stuff, so that some of the stuff is going at two two and a half times speed just to make it go faster. Um, but it's it's a, it's kind of fun to you know listen to some some uh, Christmas music in quotes. Uh, it's not you know it's kind of holiday spirited uh, uh, music in the background, and me talking my way through the process uh, and seeing me make the cookies. And I will tell you, these cookies were amazing. I thoroughly loved the cookies, and I'm not a cookie fan. And I think the part of the reason why I love them so much, they weren't too sweet. I don't like sweet things. These were just like enough sweetness that it wasn't like bitter. They were just they were nice, balanced. Um, they had a uh, as you watch me do the video, I I kind of zest the hell out of an orange, and I put that orange zest in, and the orange comes out a little bit strong. So if you don't necessarily like orange zest flavor, um, just do half of the amount of orange zest. You know, do a, a half a tablespoon, and I think it'll be fine. But I didn't mind it. It was I usually don't like so much orange or citrus stuff in my food, but this worked well with the spices. I mean, it's it's blending in with the allspice, the nutmeg, some clove, and really made a fantastic cookie. So I loved them. Then I wasn't planning on giving it away to anyone. But my wife decided to take a dozen to school and give them to her teachers and all of her teachers that she gave to love the cookies too. <clears throat> so now I'm a famous chef bakery baker, I guess here in Boise. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a hard load to carry, but you know, you can do it. <laughs> I know you can do it. Yeah. So the- um, I did, uh, <clears throat> I was gonna say, I did just post our Amazon link on our Facebook page and uh, in this live video here too. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's finish up. Uh, if you want to be like Tara and leave us a voice, leave us a voicemail, leave us an email with your questions or comments, just like she did. You can do that easily. Just leave it at just uh, write us an email at tapthecraft@gmail.com. Or if you uh, want to comment on some of the beers that that we're mm-hmm. posting on Instagram or Twitter, you can do that. Just follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tap the Craft, and of course our Facebook page, which you're at right now if you're watching live, uh, Facebook.com/slash/tapthecraft. And of course, our website, tapthecraft.com. I've got a blog. I've got our videos up there. I've got the podcasts. I've got, um, you know, some shopping stuff. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on on the website, still growing, uh, still coming together. I, I, I have some more pages that I, uh, I'm planning on putting on there to help um, support the other podcasts out there that that uh, are important to us. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so go, come visit often. You'll see the new changes. Okay, Chris. Now it's your time to shine uh, because uh, it's time to get the conversation started with our untap the craft segment. All right. So guys, remember, if you want us to read your check-ins from untapped, make sure you follow me on untapped at MCK one, three, 
four five. Okay. Uh, Michael Corbin just chimed in. Good show, fam. Thank you, sir. We very much appreciate that. Um, and we're going to get into these check-ins. First is going to be from six, five, five hours ago oh. from Johan Halberg. Oh, Johan. Dude, I can't. It's a Keller beer. I can tell you that much. Oh, oh <laughs> all the a, rest of the, all it's the, a German Ungus, Keller beer. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Ungespundet. Uh, not to trube. That's what I'm going to go with it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not repeating that. Or it, it's a I'm, German. That's what yeah, I'm going with. It's a German beer. Yep. Yep. So nice Keller beer, a bit on the sweet side, perhaps probably wouldn't drink several liters of it, but it has a lot of flavor and the maltiness is really nice with a little luck. Mr. McKenna, will speak a bit of German on the podcast <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I love that you guys are setting me up for this. Yeah, Thank I think you. it's coming on purpose um, now. Yeah. Good. Bring it. I have no, I have no problem making an idiot of myself uh, on on video or uh, just through through the podcast, the audio. Uh, William Schlemmer is drinking a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Wow. Our special ale, twenty twenty from Anchor Love Brewing. Say no more, Denny. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good beer, and he wrote exactly that. Great beer, four <laughs> and a half caps for that one. Um, simple and to the point. Um, Johan again is drinking a Boss Tweed by Old Nation Brewing Company, quite different from the soft and juicy M43NE. This one has a bright, bitter bite to it. That's fun to say, bright, bitter bite. Uh, and 2% higher ABV, of course, getting lots of mango and peach, both aroma and taste, a fair bit of bright hop notes that really make it pop. Hint of hop burn, four and a half caps. For that beer from Boss Tweed. Jeff Seiler drinking out of his B cups, which mm. it's always going to be a good beer when it's in a B cup. Uh, drinking a Lake Erie Monster by Great Lakes Brewing Company. Very good beer. I forgot how much I love this beer. Uh, it's a classic old school double IPA. Absolutely delicious. So glad I found this quote old friend. <laughs> I gave that one four and a half caps for that beer. Um, Art Warcheck is drinking the Ghost in the Machine by Parish Brewing Company. No notes, four and a half caps. Everybody's rating some really high beers today. That's good. Um, Stephen Brown, I just had this beer the other day. He's drinking the Xmas Pickle oh. from Urban Artifact. Um, and he said, Beer Advent Calendar Day 13. Not for me. Oh, hmm. no. Right. Okay. All right. That's not for okay. everyone. Not to for each everyone. their own. To each their own. Um, so uh, Michael Corbin uh, also wrote, I'm not much of a drinker, but I saw the show live. So I popped in to support the homie. Thank you very much. Thanks. We always love homie support. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's see the next one. Continuing his check-in streak for, I don't know, week 92 in a row. It feels like Chad LaMassa is drinking an Imperial extra double stout by Ailey Coke. Uh, hmm. at untapped at home not sure how i feel about this one uh three and a quarter caps for that beer um but i believe he makes up for it in a check-in here soon um john c is drinking a crust fall by boulevard brewing company at the olmstead parks condominiums in ohio very sweet with great peach and berry flavors some pie crust and nice mm. and smooth, a little syrupy jammy. But he picked this one up at the Giant Eagle in the Westlake Market District. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. Jeff Seiler, 
Got to say, I like this beer. Uh, Big Bad Baptist Pecan Pie. Oh, I had that one. Yeah. He, Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of the ones I had mm-hmm. on my new Noteworthy a while back. Oh, okay. All right. Um, now, Denny, mm-hmm. how do you say the nut that I just said? Uh, how do you I pronounce say it? Pecan. Okay, because you're smart. Yeah, I, I know. Um, <laughs> we, we had this conversation on the show. We had the I same know, conversation. I know. We did. Yeah, we did back when when me and some friends went to Georgia. It's uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the, the Big Bad Baptist Pecan Pie by Epic Brewing Company. Love Big Bad Baptist mm-hmm. Pecan Pie is another barrel aged winner. Pecans, coffee, chocolate, and Christmas spices. This beer is a perfect beer mm. for a cold, snowy night. Four and a half cap. Yeah, it's good for this. I think this this is getting to be a very um. There's a there's a uh, a pattern I'm seeing four and a half caps rating because next Cody A is drinking a KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge oh. Oh. from 2020 this year um, from Founders Brewing Company. No notes on this one, just four and a half caps for that beer. Yeah, here's your redemption, Chad. Drinking a Gloops Chocolate Imperial Stout by Pools Island Brewing Company. Mm. A nod to Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Creamy milk, uh, creamy chocolate milk, and an imperial stout. Very nice. Five caps nice. for that beer. He uh, he definitely definitely made up for that that last one. Um, J J C. I gotta read this one, man, because this is one that man I'd love to get a hold of. Bourbon barrel aged sexual chocolate. Um, I just want the regular sexual chocolate. I just want the regular one. I'll just take that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Little sexual chocolate. And he's, and even better, he's drinking it out of a sexual chocolate glass. Wow. He's got the full middle deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Four and a half caps for that beer. (laughs) Go figure. Um, Let's see. Mike Allen, since you were on here earlier, let's make sure we get yours in. Christmas ale by Bell's Brewery. Uh, 3.75 caps. Pretty good scale, he says. Um, let's see. Next on the list, Mark Connor Stone Sublimely Self Righteous Black IPA Ooh, by Stone Brewing. That beer's back. That they they discontinued that beer. Well, um, according to oh damn it, why did I click that? According I, I think to it's this, in their. I think it's in their their, uh, their winter sampler pack. I think. So it's according to their notes on Untapped, first brewed in 2007 as the Stone 11th Anniversary mm-hmm. Ale, which was I have a bottle here. <laughs> with us, yeah, with us. Other folks with great taste, that be you, mm-hmm. uh, loved it. I love it. But we were focused on much <laughs> on how much we liked it, and we felt it was truly sublime. Um, I mean, the most recent check-in that I've seen. Somebody bought it at Target. That'd be interesting. <laughs> twenty three minutes ago, twenty. I mean, there's there's a lot of check ins. So I don't know if this so is coming have, out of a. They brought a, a it multiple. back. They must have brought it back. Uh, this it, this might be the in, first Stone beer that I'm willing to buy this year. I, I haven't bought Stone at all okay, because so I, it, I'm not. Uh, it been in them. The box that I'm seeing it in is the twelve days of IPA. So it looks like a multiple multi pack. Oh. Um, yeah, so some people are checking in. Twelve days of IPAs, day two, um, and Mark said eleven days left. It's <laughs> been quite some time since I've had this. Still a damn good beer. Seems uh, a little more malty than I remember, but tasty. Guess how many? Guess what the rating was, Denny? Four and a half. Four and a half caps. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I said, there's there's definitely a uh, 
definitely a trend going on. I need and to check I my refresh. I need to check my rating on that beer because uh, I think I gave that a pretty high beer rating. All right. Well, let's uh, check that, and then we will. Uh, let's see. Where? Did... I don't have any check-ins. What about friends? Friends. Friends. Mark Connor. Johan. Tom Byrne. Craft Beer Joe. Jameson. Robert, I gave it a, I gave it a four. Back right. in uh, 2013. Yep, and you said, yes, a beer for those who appreciate <laughs> good, strong, and bold-flavored beer. Weak-hearted, <laughs> stay away. Yeah, that, right. was, that was when Stone was making uh, good choices. bottles. Good, yeah, and good choices in their <laughs> beer. The, their, 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 the choice they made bad was to get rid of that beer, because that was one of my mm. favorite beers to drink. And when I got rid of it, I think John and I, had some words on the show that that I was a little bit upset about them getting rid of. Okay. It. All right. And last but certainly not least, William Schlemmer is drinking a Dirt Nasty by Microphone Brewing at the State mm. Street Station. Great dessert beer, very rich, pairs well with chocolate desserts. Um and it's got a uh it's showing an imperial stout, but also um it's got like that uh the Oreo cookies and the gummy worms on the front. So it's, uh, it's Imperial milk stout, dirt cake inspired Imperial stout with gummy worms, sandwich mm. cookies, vanilla pudding, and lactose. I'd imagine that's very much like the beer I'm drinking right now. Yeah, it sounds like side. too much. Yeah. What, you, what uh, was the rating? Four and quarter caps. Oh, okay. Well, he liked it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what everybody's drinking. Microphone's the, that brewery that was doing the ice cream beer. The beer yep. made with ice or ice cream made with beer. So mm-hmm. not surprising. I'll, I'll refresh one more time. Oh, geez. Um, let's see. Cody A is drinking a ball by New Anthem Beer Project. Four and a half, uh, four and a quarter caps for that one. Art Warcheck is drinking a bourbon barrel aged cookies and milk by Noble Beast Brewing at his favorite check in, North Phil Harmstead. <laughs> yeah. And he says, Go Browns. <laughs> Four and a quarter caps for that beer as well. That now, that's that's what everybody's drinking. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to uh, get into the brew buzz. And the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, let's talk about the difference between Christmas ale and a winter warmer style of beer. And add a couple more holiday recipes for you to try using Christmas ales. All right, so first, so Christmas ales typically come out around September and last through December to January timeframe. Winter warmers, also including winter ales, are supposed to be released after January 1st. Now, I I know there's a lot of breweries out there that just release winter warmers whenever, right? Mm -hmm. This is just, you know, some rules that you can follow or not follow, but this is typically what is thought of a winter warmer is after January 1st. Okay. And I say this is not strictly followed. So I'm going to, I already kind of spoil, well, I'm going to spoil a topic right now and tell you the punchline up front uh, that they are all winter seasonal ales. So uh, let's get into the details. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no difference. All, all these are the same, except that Christmas ales have a little bit different character than winter ales or um, uh, winter warmers. But they're all winter warmers. They're all winter ales. Just Christmas ales can be a little bit different. So um, I'm going to start it off here, uh, Chris, with the, according to the BJCP, the Beer Judging Competition, 
program? Beer judge certification, <laughs> certification. program. I always mess that up. I always mess it up. I'll, they'll never let me be a BJCP judge because I can't get the acronym right. That, that's right. I uh, know. You got to get past the BJ first. And yeah, then after I, that, yeah, you'd be all right. I, yeah, I see the BJ and I'm just totally sidelined, <laughs> side sidetracked. Side yeah. All right. So, according to the beer judging guys, they say winter seasonal, this is a winter seasonal beer category. They're beers that suggest cold weather and Christmas holiday season. And many may include holiday spices, specialty sugars, and other products that are reminiscent of mulling spices or Christmas holiday desserts. Uh, the overall impression of these beers is a stronger, darker spice beer, often has a rich body and warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment to the cold winter season. Uh, overall balance is the key to presenting a well-made winter seasonal beer. The special ingredients should complement the base beer and not overwhelm it. I think that's a key, too. And this is what's different. I mean, people may be asking, well, what's different? you know, from a, a an autumn fall beer that's like a pumpkin yam beer, you mm -hmm. know, pumpkin beer versus a Christmas season spiced beer. Well, I think the main difference is the pumpkin spice ones typically are like way over the top and the Christmas ones are a lot more subdued. And and I tend to like the Christmas ales better than the pumpkin, but just because I don't like that heavy dose of, of spices. So that's just my take on that. The brewer mm -hmm. should recognize that some combinations of base beer styles and special ingredients work well together, while others do not make for harmonious combinations. If the beer, if the base beer is a classic style, the original style should come through in the aroma and the flavor. And that's another key thing is don't you don't make a beer that you can't taste the base style, right? That's mm -hmm. that's totally destroying what the whole purpose of this is. It's supposed to be a base beer. So if you're making a brown, you're going to taste that brown and you're going to have little spices that are going to be in the background. Same thing with the Belgian. You know, there's a lot of Belgian winter ales and Christmas ales that you get that full Belgian style, whether it's a, whether it's a blonde or a, a Belgian dark strong ale or, uh, you know, any kind of, uh, or, or maybe a strong golden ale. Uh, you're going to have that base beer and you're going to have just a nice little hint of, of orange peel in there with some, maybe a little clove, maybe a little uh -huh. allspice, I mean, just a, a subtle hint of that stuff. And that's the key. Uh, whenever spices, herbs, or additional fermentables are declared, each should be notice, noticeable and distinctive in its own way, although not necessarily individually identifiable. So you don't need to, you can put them in there, but they don't have to be like pronounced that you that mm -hmm. these things are there, right? They're going to be there to kind of, you know, balance everything out and, and, and uh, it just, you know, help the beer come, come across kind of like, like uh, the Dr. Pepper, you know how Dr. Pepper has 27 ingredients. You can't <laughs> yeah. taste all 27 ingredients, mm -hmm. but all those ingredients come together to make a, something that's really tasty. That's kind of like mm -hmm. what I think of this is. <clears throat> all right. So in other words, the beer should read as spice beer, but without having to tell that specific spices are present or even declared. All right, Chris. So now why don't you go ahead and dive into what are winter warmers? Yeah, the winter warmer term is a generic label used to describe many winter seasonals. The, the beer is brewed to keep us warm during those cold days when we're kept inside. Originally, the style revolved around two types of beers. The spiced wassail, mm -hmm. a traditional drink of hot mulled or spiced cider, wine, meat or beer, utilizing cinnamon, cloves, allspice, nutmeg and traditional Christmas ale. And the strong English ale, 
which is malty and a bit more hoppy. The Wassail features classic old-school flavoring via nutmeg, allspice, cloves, and other cooking spices. The Strong Ale focuses on the hops to add a new uh, to add a spice to the brew. Winter warmers are called Christmas or winter ales. Let me say that again. Sometimes winter <laughs> warmers are called Christmas or winter ales. Sometimes they're barrel-aged, and many times they feature added sugars such as maple syrup, molasses, honey, plums, raisins, orange peel, cranberries, spruce tips, mm. and more. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. There's a lot of variety. These yeah. that's, that's why there's so many different types of these, and they're all, you know, you might like one and may not like another because mm-hmm. of the, the stuff they put in. And as uh, someone mentioned earlier, somebody quoted me, which was nice. If you, oh. if you didn't, if you didn't like one, try another one. <laughs> you just didn't try the right one. Um, more, uh, more American style winter warmers are maltier versions of IPAs and double IPAs with no spice added. I didn't know that. That's yeah, pretty a lot interesting. Of, yeah, a lot of times that, and that's what. Tara was kind of saying, right, with the celebration. The celebration is an IPA, but it's a mul- mm-hmm. it's a maltier IPA, yeah. and it's a fresh yeah. hopped IPA. So those fresh hops add a little bit of hoppy spiciness to the beer with that malt base. So it's an IPA, but it's a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, winterized for and a little mm-hmm. bit higher ABV too for uh, you know for a winter time. So uh, celebration is a fantastic beer, but it it lends yeah. itself more to the IPA than a traditional Christmas-style ale or a wassail ale. Mm-hmm. All right, just real quick, too. Dave Garcia, I see you popped on here. Thank you for the phone call earlier today. And Wito, good to see you, buddy. Um, so we'll get into some uh, also the AV, ABV on this beer. The ABV can vary from 5.5% to 8.5% and some up to and beyond 10%. Yeah, yeah, that, that, it's, it's a wide range, typically between 5 and Five and a half and eight and a half is where you'll see most of the winter ales. It's the it's the winter warmer ones that are that are going big, big and mm-hmm. dark, imperial. You know, those are the ones that are going to be at that ten percent or above, uh, and and they're gonna they're gonna warm you up, right? That extra yeah. alcohol is gonna keep you warm and and sipping that beer uh, all night long. Yeah, I don't mind when that happens either. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you want so, to do the examples? Uh, I'll do, yeah, I'll do half and you, I'll let you do the other half. All right, thank you. Okay, so uh, here's some examples. Uh, and most of these are ones that I, I mean, most of these are ones I have and I enjoy. Uh, I added a couple that I know that Chris enjoys in there, but Chris, feel free to add extras that I didn't put in here. Okay. Uh, so the first one's already been mentioned in our untapped segment, and I'm going to mention it in our noteworthy segment. But I'm going to mention it now first. Is Anchor Anchor Brewings our special ale? Uh, you know, Christmas and holiday, Christmas, New Year, our special ale, but blah blah, whatever it's called. Um, the style is is more like a strong English ale. Um, man, the stuff that the the flavors that they that you get every year, it's a little bit different, a little bit different uh, uh, flavors in these in this beer, but they're always really good. I've never been disappointed in this beer and in all the years I've had it, um, I get it every year and I, I thoroughly love this beer. And this year's version, probably one, probably my favorite, one of my favorites. I, I say that almost every year, but this one was out of, out of this world. Love, love this version. So what's interesting is you can get anchor 
in a lot of places around the country, not every state, but I'm, you know, I'm seeing people check into it, you know, on the East Coast, on the West Coast and in between. It seems like Anchor gets around quite a bit. Um, the problem is, is that this beer does not stay on uh, the shelves very long. As soon as it comes out, like the first week, it's gone. So I guarantee that right now, if you haven't picked it up, you probably aren't going to get any Anchor uh, Christmas sale because it's probably off the shelf. Next one was also mentioned by both Tara and one of our uh, listeners. I think it was, was it uh, Mike Allen that mentioned uh, Bell's Christmas sale? Uh, it's yeah. a, it, and, and that one is, um, I don't think I've had Bell's Christmas sale, but a lot of people have mentioned this one. So I put it on the list. Uh, and it's a Scotch ale. Now, I don't know if it's a Scotch ale that adds some extras to it or if it's strictly just a Scotch ale. Um, which is interesting. So do you know, Chris, have you had this one? Or do you remember? Um, if I have, it's been a very long time. Okay, no problem. Um, we, we've definitely got some people kicking in some some ideas. And Jeff, hold on to those because they're most of, those are, okay. <laughs> most of those are on our list. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll kick going through here. So um, uh, again, here's a German, here's a Belgian brewery. Uh, that I bought a, uh, it's, it's, I have a, the carton back here, but I, I got a, sam- a a winter sampler set with a glass. And I've been drinking mm-hmm. out of that glass on Untapped. You'll see my glass on there. Uh, this is uh, uh, Brasserie de Achouf. And this is their Nice Chouf, which is a d- Belgian dark strong ale with spices. Uh, I, I haven't had this one yet. Uh, it, it's in my fridge. I was hoping to have it yet last night, and I drank a couple other things instead. So I'll, I'll drink it this week. But um, I don't remember if I've had this one before or not. I've I've had a lot of these beers in uh, on tap at, in Israel when I'm visiting Israel during the winter time, especially. Um, I, I drink a lot of these beers, but I don't think I've checked into this one. Uh, but that one has got a lot of. It's highly rated as a good Christmas uh, ale. Um, the Shoots Jubilee. I talk about that all the time. Um, it's a it's an English strong ale style. Uh, the full sale wassail, which I haven't been able to get in my area for years now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they've just been selling it on premise in uh, Hood River, but it has not been canned and coming to the Boise area. And I'm very sad because this beer is probably my favorite go-to winter beer, but I just can't get it. Um, it is a wassail style, It the but it's so smooth and and so good you can just sit there and drink a six pack like in a in a in one sitting it's just so good um but it's it's a it's the full sale wassail it's fantastic then we have goose islands christmas sale uh great lakes christmas sale those are wassail style uh and then we mentioned in the last show laguinita's brown sugar now it's an american dark strong ale uh it was supposed to be i think we looked it up and it was supposed to be oh no did we look it up and it was supposed some i can't remember now like last show, um, I think it was supposed to be a barley wine, and then they oh. they put the brown sugar in to, to save the beer, and it turned out to be more of a of a uh, American dark strong ale after that. Um, yeah, so it's it's coming up as a strong American strong ale. Oh, American strong ale. Okay, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I guess maybe not dark. It's kind of it's I if I remember correctly, it's kind of on a darker side, but not dark dark like mahogany or anything. It's like more of a it's like the a, color of a brown. a brown bottle, I think. Yeah, a brown bottle. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. But, man, that beer is fantastic. And it's like 10% ABV, yeah. too. It's like big. And like, and if it comes, I'll, I'm going to 
pick up a six pack and I'm going to make that sangria for sure with that beer. All right, Chris, why don't you go ahead and hit the last ones. All right. So the last side of this excellent example is the Lagunitas holiday sucks ale. Hmm. It's a multi IPA. Have you ever had that one, Denny? Yeah. Yeah. I've had holiday it quite a bit. Sucks. Man, yeah. I don't know if I so, even had that one. Okay. Hmm. So, okay. Let me tell a story. Again, I'm all about the Lagunitas stories because again, at one point they were my favorite brewery. So Lagunitas brown sugar, because it was so uh, it took up so much tank space and, and it was expensive to put the brown sugar in. Um, they only released it every two years. So it was a two-year rotation. And people were getting pissed that they weren't making every year. And so they came up with Lagunitas or the holiday sucks ale because Lagunitas sucks because they're not making the brown sugar every year. So they right. filled in the odd years with the holiday, the holiday sucks ale. Uh, to fill in. So when the, when brown sugar wasn't available, the holiday sucks ale was, and they just swapped every other year. So I don't know how it's going now. This was back when, you know, this is 10 years ago when they were doing this. So I'm not sure what they're doing now. Mm. All right. And then uh, from there, the <clears throat> Odell isolation ale, it's like a strong English ale. Mm. Uh, Odell's out by you, right? Colorado. No, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just a state away. Yeah. Is it really? Well, I mean, it's on the corner. So the eastern side of Idaho and, you know, it mounts up to Wyoming and then Utah and then Colorado is right there on the corner. Okay. So while we're finishing through this, mm-hmm. through this list, guys, if you have a uh, some favorite um, Christmas ales, winter warmers, um, winter ales that you like, put them in the comments down in this uh, live video so we can read them see if you have any ones that we have read or also too uh ones that we didn't mention that you're a big fan of um so the odell isolation ale is like a strong english ale saint bernardus christmas ale always a good one for me i like that one uh the belgian it's a belgian abbey spiced ale uh sierra nevada celebration ale which multiple people have mentioned this evening um it's a multi fresh hopped IPA. Danny, have you had a celebration this year? I haven't had this year. They haven't had it this year? No, but it's I still, usually get it every year. I just haven't had it this year yet. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. Um, the Thirsty Dog 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale, uh, straight out of Akron, Ohio. Uh, that's probably if uh, I had to go grab any of these right now, it's that one mm-hmm. or uh, the Anchor right now. Like if I had to grab them right now or. Yeah, Mad Elf is pretty good, too. Uh, but the Thirsty Dogs, 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale is a wassail style. Trogue's Mad Elf, a Belgian spiced ale. That Mad Elf can be a it's little big. on the big side yeah, it's sometimes. Big. <laughs> it's, like a, um, it's like a quad or something, isn't it? It's like, yeah. It's like a big um, beer. But they also do a handful of different variations of it, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, and it, it's great because the the names that they come up with for them are just are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Denny, I can't believe you're letting me read this one. The Widmer Brothers Burr, the hoppy red ale style. It, giving it, it much of that at all? It, no, I don't buy it anymore because it was big. It was one of my favorite beers when I was in my IPA stage, right? So everything mm. was big and hoppy. And I find that I drink so many hoppy beers that I don't want to drink my winter warmers that are just all hoppy. So I tend to dry, you know, drink the ones that are more malty, malt-based gotcha. because I enjoy that 
that malt uh, character in, in wintertime. So that's, that's yeah. why I haven't been drinking it much. I can agree with that. And the last but not least, the 21st Amendment Fireside Chat. The was yeah. It's also a wassail yeah, it's style. A, it's, a, it's a pretty decently spiced uh, mm-hmm. ale, but it, it's a good one. And it's ranked, I think it's ranked pretty high on the Christmas ale um, list. On the so, Christmas ale top 10 list? Yeah, I think it is on top 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, a couple of folks have written in. Um, Jeff Seiler, he wrote Jubilee Ale, Christmas Lakes Ale, Thirsty Dogs, 12 Dogs of Christmas. Highland Cold Mountain, which is right over by him uh, in Asheville. Some of the best winter ales. You've heard of comfort foods. These are comfort ales. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> good uh, job. Jeff also mentioned the Trogue's Mad Elf. Pair it with dark chocolate. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Damn it. I can't get Trogue's down here. <laughs> yeah. I can't get it either. No. All right. Was that it for them? That is it. Yeah, that was it. Unless somebody throws one in there here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, that is it. Well, let's go over quickly a couple recipes. And I'll put these links in our show notes. So don't worry. Just listen to what we have to say. And if it sounds like something you might want to try, then just go to the website, click the link, and uh, it'll take you to the recipe. And and hold on. I think, let me check the recipe. Okay, these are both from uh, Bell's. These are both uh, using Bell's uh, Christmas ale. But again, you can use any spiced holiday winter ale um, in place of the Bells, and it, it should be fine. Uh, so the first one is the Bells Christmas Ale Gingerbread Cookies. Now, you know how I'm a big fan of ginger and gingerbread, and uh, I had to put this one in. Um, so what I liked about this is that these were, were easy. They, there's no beer reductions necessary. One of Good. the big issues with making the holiday cookies I made a couple weeks ago was although the beer reduction tastes incredible, it was 45 minutes to an hour for that to reduce down that 12 ounces to reduce down to one and a half mm-hmm. ounce. Holy it took crap. a long time. So it's a lot of work. I mean, it drags on the, the whole process, you know, an extra hour basically. Mm. So uh, this one has, it, it has butter, uh, brown sugar, molasses, uh, a half cup of Christmas ale. So, Again, not using a full. I like to have recipes that use a full bottle, but four this whole is, ounces, huh? Yeah, this is getting four ounces, but it's not reduced, so it's a full okay. four ounces. Uh, some salt, some cinnamon, some ground ginger, uh, some nutmeg, an egg, baking powder, baking soda, and then of course a lot of flour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the directions are pretty easy. Uh, preheat that oven to three fifty. Um, it says put uh, some parchment paper on a few uh, um, sheet trays. Mix together the melted butter. Now, here's the other thing. Um, they say melted butter. And here's something for you, Chris. Uh-huh. Back in your chef I, days. I got, you, I got your answer already. Okay. What's the answer? So go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> okay. Because so I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I, so w- we have never had good luck with quote melted butter we've always had much better luck with softened butter that Mm -hmm. we just leave out on the counter and let it get soft and then use that in there anytime we use melted butter it makes the everything like clumpy and not as yeah greasy and doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't adhere as well and and in these recipes specifically they call in both of them melted butter what do you think chris what would you do in this case so me specifically if you're making cookies you're going to be utilizing what's called 
the creaming method for mm-hmm. cookies where you take the fat, which is your butter mm-hmm. and your sugar, and you're going to whip the crap out of them. The, the crystals <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the sugar is going to cut into those fat um, molecules mm-hmm. and it's going to put some air into your butter. And make well, it the more, it makes it nice and fluffy, right? So if you ever take and you're looking, if you put sugar and butter in a mixer, let it go, it gets that real nice fluffy mm-hmm. whipped consistency. I don't know why you would melt the butter because then you got to probably cool down, especially <laughs> gingerbread cookies. You got to cool down your dough anyway before yeah. you roll it out and cut it. Yeah. Okay. So, but whatever. I just train dogs. Yeah. 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 So, so we're all about the softening butter, not the melting Soften butter. butter too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the soft, softened butter, that's going to be just easier for your mixer to handle. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. So you mix this butter, brown sugar, molasses, Christmas ale, salt, spices, and egg. Whisk it, whisk in some uh, baking powder and baking soda with the flour and mix it into that Christmas ale mixture. Then divide the dough in half, wrap each in plastic wrap and chill for one hour in the fridge. What's the, now, here's another thing. What's the, uh, what's, what's happening when you chill the, this dough? It just makes it firm. Is that what we're it, doing? It makes it firm. It's easier to handle. And then when okay. you're touching it with your warm hands, it's not, it's sticking not to just it. sticking to you. It's not, you know, it's not thinning out even more. Okay. Good. Um, and I tell you what, and honestly, if somebody was watching this video and didn't have the sound on it, <laughs> just the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, uh, would be even better, but yeah, I, it's just, it's going to be a little more firm, a little easier to work with. It's not going to stick as much okay. uh, when you throw the flour down, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, then it says divide the dough in half, wrap each in plastic wrap, chill for an hour. Uh, when the dough is chilled, roll the dough out on a floured workspace to a quarter inch thickness. Now I'm a, I may, I, I like more of a ginger uh, cookie cracker, like not cra- biscuit, crisp. maybe crisp. You like it more. I like, you like it more crunchy. Than I like soft? it crunchy. Okay. Um, but I know a lot of people like their gingerbread more soft. What What's the preferred way? Is it softer? Is it crispy? Uh, it depends. Like I, I like, like I like ginger snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I love yeah. those. But there's something about like that warm gingerbread that just. Mm, yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. They they kind of have they both have their purpose. Okay. Um, so I mean, it, I think it's a personal preference. If you like them crispy and crunchy, go for that. If you okay. want that fluffiness, go for that too. Yeah. That so soft. so if you like the softer ones, go a quarter inch. If you like the crispier ones, like I do, make some with a quarter inch, and then make some with an eighth of an inch, and make them. Just crispy. be mindful. Just be mindful of your baking times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then cut out the desired shapes, bake for eight to 12 minutes or until the edges have browned and the cookies are firm. Cool completely. Decorate with icing, candy, or form into your very own gingerbread brew house. Mm. <laughs> Yields three dozen cookies. So this is definitely a recipe I want to try because I'm a sucker for gingerbread. Uh, so this, I might do this one too, um, during Christmas time with my daughter, let her, okay. uh, her and I make some Christmas gingerbread uh, what do you think, Chris? Uh, are you inspired to make any of these recipes that we've talked about the last two episodes? Um, so I'm looking at this next one that I'm going to okay. read and going, okay. okay, I might be able to get behind this because the day after Christmas, we're going camping again. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. I'm going to need some food. Um, and to, to bring I, with we're, you. Yeah, yeah, so it's like some quick food, but this yeah. this one sounds like it pretty, be right. pretty good. Go Real for quick, it. before I jump into this yeah. recipe, Eric Gronley mentioned a couple of winter beers or Christmas ales. Tip up winter ale from Beaver Island Brewing in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's okay. brewed with smoked German beechwood malt and spruce tips. Jubilee and isolation. 
are really solid every year too. Um, and he said that he also, he made a list on untapped so he wouldn't forget to look for a couple this season. Anchor's Christmas ale, uh, going to have to hunt for that one. Be it tough. sounds, yeah, it's yeah. Be tough. You, sorry, too late. <laughs> uh, sorry, Samuel, <laughs> Samuel Smith's winter welcome and Bell's Christmas scotch ale are on my radar. Happy hunting, Eric. I hope you find those. Um, all right, let's get into this next one, which is going to be uh, Christmas ale cherry chocolate bread. Mm, I know. I want to make this too. <laughs> All right. So you're going to need a half cup of dried cherries, one bottle. One bottle. There you 12 go. 12-ounce bottle. Yes. Right? Yes. I, don't like, I, I like that I get to drink my beer and then cook with it. Eric said, no. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> See if you can trade for it. <laughs> get some of that Drecker stuff we were talking about the other day, right? Um, so a whole bottle of Bale's Christmas ale, three cups of per AP flour, one tablespoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt, a third cup of brown sugar, a half a cup of bitter sweet chocolate chips, not milk chocolate, not milk. bitter yeah. sweet. It's gotta be bitter milk sweet. chocolate. Yeah. Okay. The milk that's chocolate will just key. be way too gross. Um, <laughs> and four tablespoons of melted butter or melted. two ounces. Melted. I don't know. Would just you melt soft, it for bread? Soften the butter. Yeah, just soften no, it. Right? Yeah. Because I'm gonna do the same method for that as I'm gonna do for the for the cookies. So, so you I'm know, gonna... I have a French. I I use a French uh, butter thing. It's like a like a Go put on. a cube in there and you put it upside down and it keeps it in the. You ever heard oh, of French? Oh, I know French, what you're talking about. French... It's got the water on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, so... so so it's always soft. So you, I could just mm -hmm. stick, stick my tablespoon in there and you know dump it out. Uh, the the reason I couldn't do that for the cookies because it called for two sticks of softened butter, so I just put the uh, two sticks on on a plate and that, let them. Uh, that's how I know up. you guys aren't in the south because we just have a stick of butter and a glass <laughs> a glass little plate sitting right by the stove. It's always ready. Um, but uh, yeah, so for this one, I four tablespoons of melted butter. I'd put it in just softened butter because mm -hmm. I'm kind of looking at this at this recipe eh, you know what i'm sure it works out go yeah, for it yeah do it the way they say or you know do your own thing you're going to end up throwing everything in the bowl anyway but you're going to preheat the oven um in a bowl you're going to soak the dried cherries in bell's christmas ale for 20 minutes and then if you're a real beer person you're going to drink that beer after Afterwards, the cherries yeah. have soaked in it no no you put the you put the whole thing in you don't drain the the cherries yeah, Denny, duh. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but you're going to drink a beer while you're doing it. But, uh, okay, but so don't you need drink the beer two... and the cherries because that goes into the bread. <laughs> you need two bottles of Christmas ale. Okay. Uh, in a mixing bowl, combine your flour, baking soda, salt, and brown sugar. All right. Uh, add the beer and cherry mixture to the flour mixture. Okay, so we're just mixing everything together. What mm -hmm. is the melted butter for? Uh, fold in the chocolate chips and three tablespoons of melted butter. Reserve one tablespoon. Okay, this <laughs> for the top. All right, this. Okay, <laughs> this part right here. This I could understand it because first off, you need the butter to incorporate rather quickly because if you're folding in the chocolate oh. chips and melted butter, the more you stir that flour, the more gluten is going to develop and the tougher your bread's going to be. Oh, okay. 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 So this so one you want to melt it then. Okay. Yep, melt that butter. Okay. Um, in a well-greased loaf pan, spread the dough in. Spread the dough to fit the pan. 
Uh, brush the remaining one tablespoon of melted butter over the top. Bake for 45 to 50 minutes at 350 degrees until it's golden brown and delicious. Mm. Uh, remove from the pan immediately and allow to cool 10 minutes before slicing. I might make a couple of those. Yeah, do it. But I don't know if I get Bell's Christmas Ale. I'm going to need to go to Total Wine and More. You, you got to find some Christmas Ale, some spiced Christmas Ale. You know what's weird? I don't find it down here. I any, don't. Any Christmas Ale at all? Um, like we find some local stuff, but I'm, mm. I'm, you know what? That is now my mission. Okay. Okay. Cause that's, that's going to be my mission. I'm going to go find some Christmas beer to make some Christmas food to take on a Christmas camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> make it all Christmas or yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I have one comment about, um, you know, Eric Gronley mentioned, uh, uh, spruce tips. And I mentioned spruce tips as one of the ingredients that can be in a Christmas ale. It's amazing how polarizing spruce tips can be to people's palates, right? Some mm-hmm. people like myself love spruce, right? I'm a huge fan of spruce, juniper. I mean, I love those flavors and I love those flavors in alcohol and I love them in, in my food. Um, but, uh, but some people don't like it. And, and I do. I've had some really good spruce-tipped IPAs and spruce-tipped uh, you know, winter ales and stuff. So um, yeah, give them a try. You might like them. If you don't like it, don't feel bad because a lot of people don't like them. All right, Chris, since you just got done chatting, I'm going to go ahead and go through my new and noteworthy beers. I only have three and two of them have already been mentioned by other people. Oh, and their things. All right. So I'm going to go quick because we've already talked about the first one anchors, Brewings, my Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, our special ale, 2020, five cap rating from me. Absolute mm. perfect beer, in my opinion. Enough said. I don't want to make Eric cry because he can't get it, so I don't want to go too far. Okay. Um, next one was one that one of our one of your uh, new or untapped followers didn't like. Uh, yep. Urban Artifacts Christmas Xmas Pixel. <laughs> Xmas pixel, <laughs> Xmas pickle goza, yeah. And uh, man, I, every so far I've only had two Urban Artifact beers, and both have been very good. Uh, and I love this one. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. It is the perfect blend of of uh, dill and, and cucumber. It's, it's not really. There's something else too. I, I'm trying to remember what I uh, what I said, but it was a perfect blend of of those flavors with the the tartness and mm-hmm. the saltiness, everything went really well together. And I just absolutely love this beer. And uh, this was uh, sent to me by Joel B- uh, Bigham from, from Inner Reality. Uh, and and I, I drank one because I'm not sure if he wanted to, to do this on air for the Fermented Reality beer cast or not. So I drank one to taste it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll hold out in a second one until I, I learn what he wants to do with these beers. But, yeah. But, uh, but you also enjoyed this beer, right, Chris? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Megan did actually. Uh, Joel, Megan, and myself, we tasted this one on our on our last episode of Day Drinking at the Beer Garden. Yeah. Um, and, and it was it was just it was it was so it it was simple, right? It was mm-hmm. very simple. It was tart. It had that, that kind of that savory dill flavor to it. But it was uh, man. We, I I remember we were talking about like this would be great with just like a ham and a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that would just be so good, and I um I don't know if it comes around here at all. Um, he normally anytime we ever do that uh that that show where it's always just like, where the hell did you even get this stuff? <laughs> did he have some? I mean, does he have someone bring him in? 
I'd imagine he does. Um, like the stuff that he gets isn't normal things that you see around here. Um, so when he when he brings out stuff, it's normally he, like that mustard beer that we drink, mm-hmm. that French's mustard beer yeah. from Oscar Blues. He said that that actually came from someone's personal cellar that oh. that knew uh, knew his uh, distributor rep. Like, okay. I, I you know I'm not sure what he's saying when he's talking to these people, but you know I'm glad he does. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that that was really good. I'm I'm glad that you were able to try that one yeah. as well. Yeah, I have one more can that I'm going to enjoy too at, at some time. Well, I can tell you I don't have any cans of it. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to go ahead and, I don't know, hold on to it. Wait till we record our next I'll hold, episode. I'll hold of, on. Maybe he just sent it for me to try because you guys already had it and wanted me yeah. to enjoy it. But yeah, I did enjoy it and I'll enjoy the second can too. Yeah. yeah. All right. And my last beer is from the La Chouf Brewery, in Belgian Brewery. Uh, the blonde Belgian strong golden ale, and uh, this is a is a, a, a Christmas style ale with some honey and spices. Uh, man, this is a fantastic beer. All all these Lachouf beers are, are really good. I have I have four all together um, that I'll probably end up having on this list next week or next uh, show. But I gave this a four and a half cap rating. I mean, really solid, delicious Belgian um, golden strong ale. Really good. All right, Chris, how about you? All right. So I did have a beer over at the beer garden. It's from Ballast Point. And we don't really talk about Ballast Point mm-hmm. beers on here too often. This is the High West Barrel Aged Victory at Sea from 2018. And of course, anytime I'm at the beer garden, I take a, an obligatory shot of me holding a beer and text it to Joel. <laughs> hey, we're over here having beer. Um, and he goes, make sure you get some of that uh, victory at sea. And I was like, I've got this beer in my hand and then I got to drive somewhere. All right. You know what? Let's just have it anyway. Four and a half caps for that beer. Uh, it was just boozy and chocolatey and oh my gosh. It was so smooth, even with it being as boozy as it was. It wasn't hot yeah. or anything like that. Uh, it was really good. Um, it was it came in a six ounce pour, but man, that was all I needed. Yeah, yeah, it was more. Just... Yeah, I was checking to see if I've had it. I hadn't had that one. I had some other ones, but I hadn't had that one. And then one beer um, that I got from my buddy David Campbell, which he picked up off a Tavor for me before I started into that nonsense again. Uh, the Rusty Nail from Fremont Brewing, uh, their 2020 version, which um, I gave a five cap rating to. Wow. Wow. You don't give five caps very often. I don't. I'm very picky about my five cap ratings. And this beer specifically, my brother called me out on this one because he was reading um, reading the picture that I posted up with it. Um, it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with licorice mm. and cinnamon bark. The first time I had this beer, Denny, I believe I had it at Hunapu Day mm-hmm. here in Tampa. And I didn't know it had licorice in it. And I'm glad I didn't because I, if I saw that it had licorice in it, I probably would have skipped it. Yeah, it's not, it's not that strong of no uh, it's not it's 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 very mild yeah it, it really is uh but my brother texted me and he was like well you had me until licorice and then uh, uh, I, I was like so i'm not a big licorice fan either i i won't eat licorice like candy or anything but right. i don't mind it in beers if it's not overly powerful right mm-hmm. and a lot of the star anise and and uh licorice stuff 
in beer is done really well. So it's very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, subtle and it just enhances the flavor. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, it just, it went down real easy. Just, uh, well, five cap rating. Five cap. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm going with, man. Yeah, it, nice. it was just, it was just really, really good. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about, I had this past, uh, Saturday, went over to copper tail, had their hop skull 13, which, uh, their hop skull series, uh, in general is, um, just solid. Uh, I've had a couple of them, I believe like number nine, number 11, um, and these are pretty good. Um, this is a double IPA featuring Vic Secret, Idaho 7, and Nelson Savin. Hops with golden naked oats. I was like, well, you put the word naked in there. I'm going to try to drink it, I guess. Um, but uh, it just says big Sauvignon Blanc grape notes with pineapple and pine coming through on the finish and a medium malt backbone to pull everything together. It was really good. Uh, I gave it four four point two five caps, and honestly, the big thing that that kind of caught my eye was the uh, the Vic Secret hops mm-hmm. and the Idaho Seven. I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. Vic Secret is what mm-hmm. uh, what Joel just put in their anniversary beer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Idaho Seven. Well, it's Idaho. It makes me think of you. So yeah. it's Denny and Joel <laughs> put together in a beer. It's like blended. <laughs> if, if only the Idaho Seven hop was a better hop. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was good. I definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, 4.25 caps for that one. All right. Well, guess what, Chris? Uh, we're going to wrap it up a little bit early today. What do you think about that? I'm okay with that. I'm okay, too. It's, uh, yeah. It is the holiday season. We don't want to be uh, taxing our listeners with uh, too much content uh, mm-hmm. during the holiday season. But uh, it's now time to... Uh, uh, to go ahead and raise a glass to some people we like to raise a glass to. So, Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? Um, I would just like to, first off, uh, this is going to release here in a few days. Uh, what, on the 17th? 17th, yep. Um, raise a glass to everyone who's been following us throughout the year. Happy holidays mm-hmm. to everyone. I hope you're having a, uh, a wonderful holiday because the next time we record, Denny, this probably won't be released until just about the new year. It'll uh, Our next episode after this releases on the 31st mm, of December. Okay. So it'll be right before New Year's. <laughs> okay. So, so happy holidays, uh, guys. We're currently in, uh, in Hanukkah. So, mm-hmm. uh, cheers to all of our, uh, folks that celebrate Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, guys. Thank you for another wonderful year. Yes. And, uh, sure. and Danny, is there anyone who you would like to raise a glass to? Yeah. First off, I want to raise my glass to our Patreon, uh, producer mike allen cheers mike thank you mike uh, yeah thanks thanks for your support actually and and because it is the holiday and i just want to give thanks i want to thank all of our patreon supporters i know that uh you know you don't have to uh support us uh financially you know monetarily but i we appreciate that you do and it does help cover those operating costs uh any extra money that we get will be used to put back into uh you know providing gifts and uh and and you know just oh you know what Chris talk about gifts we got I think we're due for a giveaway right <laughs> we've got to be yeah so I next think, episode so we did, we'll do the giveaway we have, we did uh, our giveaway yeah we did our giveaway I you know what I saw that the a uh, couple of days ago and I was like you know what it's probably time to do a brewer shirts giveaway because I actually is. bought some people some stuff from there utilizing our promo code which we'll talk about in a minute yeah. um. 
And I was like, man, it's got to be time because we gave it away over our Labor Day episode. It was, yeah, it was Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been it's, so this month we're supposed to give it away. So we will have a giveaway uh, next episode. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do if we just give it away to our Patreon uh, supporters. That makes it. <laughs> I don't, you or, know what? Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Yep. We'll, we'll do that we're, as a special gonna... thank you for. Uh, so one of our Patreon supporters will uh, will will be winning a Brewer's shirts uh, gift card, gift card or gift certificate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I you know Chris, your birthday is coming up on Friday, so happy mm-hmm. birthday to you! And I raise thank my, you very much. I raise my glass to you also. Uh, what, what are you going to turn? Thirty five. Thirty eight. <laughs> 38 yeah so according to jim i'm still a child you're still a child you're still a and child. you just you just missed that cut just a little bit yeah yeah i'm i'm yeah 51 50 mm-hmm. yeah and sarah and i <laughs> and actually sarah and i are um next week are celebrating our 31st wedding anniversary so oh wow 30 31 years long long time for sure oh here you go this this will make you feel even better you guys have been married almost as long as i've been alive <laughs> That's Cheers true. to that, guys. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. All right. And of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Uh, thank you for your service. Cheers to you. And I hope you guys are all able to return safely back to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, raise a toast to our sponsors? Absolutely. We want to raise a glass to our sponsors at the forefront of the craft beer movement. Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned in the show on the show notes located on the show post at taptocraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Real quick, Eric Gronley said, happy birthday, Chris, and happy anniversary, Denny. Oh, happy holidays to all and cheers. Uh, guys, you can find me on Twitter, hardly ever, at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. Or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK one three four five and of course you can find us on all things social uh facebook instagram twitter uh and of course on our website everything tap the craft websites tap the craft.com and uh, you can find us there all right it is last call it's time to bring the show to a close we want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show we ask you to please tell a friend and of course subscribe on itunes stitcher radio tune in google play Castbox, podbean spotify iHeartRadio. And now on Amazon Podcasts, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers, guys. And we're live. And it's setting it up. And we're setting it up. (laughs) Oh, now it says on my end, we're now streaming live on and Facebook. And now we're live. <laughs> How about open a beer? There you go. That's how we know it's real. Okay.
got to share it now to my page. Mmm, nice and dark. beer. Foaming up like a mother. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't Check. be a tap to craft pour if it wasn't all foam. <laughs> that's, that's, you've seen the meme if 2020 was a beer, right? <laughs> uh. That's half, that's half of a 20 ounce, it's a 12 ounce can. Oh, geez. I gotta get that right. 12 ounce can. In a twenty ounce glass and it's half a foam. <laughs> uh, it looks so pretty in the uh, 1080p. So this week we discuss uh, the Christmas L. Actually, let me, re- let me redo that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we, before you get into that, yep. Whoa, which did you choose? Did you not read my comment? I chose oh, almond Jesus. butter. That was two hours ago. <laughs> I chose almond butter and I prefer creamy, but I can eat the crunchy if necessary. All right. <laughs> I, this was just something that, that kept dinging on my Facebook. Oh. Just, people are just reading through it. Uh, what, did, what did you choose? What did, uh, what did you guys choose? Creamy or crunchy? This is a debate in our house. So, what do you, so who so who likes crummy cr- crunchy and who likes creamy at your house? So I like them both. Mm-hmm. Megan's like the creamy side. Yeah, Megan, Megan, because uh, she said growing up she always had crunchy, and she's she's just over it. <laughs> so, so when I was a kid, we had either or, and what uh-huh. I didn't like about the crunchy is it would tear the bread to hell when I tried to. Yep. <laughs> tried to spread it yep so i ended up eating more creamy because it was easier to spread okay (laughs) all right guys you can chime in on this one too we're gonna get into our new and noteworthy beers